Well there, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur here, coming at you tonight. We are in the middle of a series. For those of you that are new to the series, we are doing the series about how to handle difficult people uh, from basically January 1st through January 7th. And on January 8th, we'll have another series. Every week or two, we have a series that runs roughly 7 to 14 days approximately. Uh, so if you're new, welcome. If you're coming back, well, welcome back. It is great to see you here. Uh, we provide all kinds of information to allow you to engage and um, become that better version of you. I know so many people out there uh, have had challenges with difficult people. If you've had someone in your life that has become difficult for you, um, you know, give me a like, a support, a love. Uh, and if you are on uh, Facebook, really appreciate if you go ahead and and share uh, that love there. If you're on my Serial Entrepreneur page for Facebook, do that. On LinkedIn, you can share some other types of love. And on um, the actual, um, the actual um, uh, John C. Morley Serial Entrepreneur YouTube page, uh, you can uh, follow us there as well as on Twitch uh, and as also as well, yes, on, on Twitter as well. So um, lots of great stuff happening. And, you know, um, I'm sure you've had a situation in your life where somebody just, I don't know, they, they're rubbing you the wrong way. They're saying things the wrong way. And... Uh, for whatever reason, you're just trying to do what you need to do, but you find that you're being kind of sucked into this and it's making you look bad because, well, let's face it, you're not handling it well. All right, I'm just going to come right to the point and be blunt. Thus, um, I'm sure you've had situations like that. You don't have to give me uh, the situation, but if you want to give me some information, it'd be great if you'd share that out. Um, again, leave out any of the innocent or non-innocent information uh, in the comments, but go ahead and share that with us. Let me know what you're going on. Uh, my team and I, my moderators, we do read the chats. Uh, and as long as the chats are G-rated, uh, we will go ahead and interact with them. Uh, our policy is that if they are not of a G nature, uh, we will ignore uh, the chats uh, in a professional manner uh, because we are here to help people that want to improve their lives and everyone else in it. Now, uh, maybe um, you've had some challenges in life and maybe it was uh, a relationship or, I don't know, maybe it could have just been a work situation. And you feel like, you know, you're trying to help this person because, I don't know, you're trying to be like their savior or you're trying to be the good guy or, or good lady. And the problem is that maybe the person doesn't want to be helped. Maybe the person really is happy where they are right now. Now, you're probably saying, John, but they're causing a mess. I get it. They're causing a mess. But what you're doing is you're enabling them. Thus, you're adding more fuel to the fire. If you're not happy with the way um, they're currently handling things, you know, you can say to them, hey, uh, I'm uncomfortable with this or uh, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't do that. And if they still act like a jerk to you, 
then it's time to, after one or two times, it's time to move on. And you see, a lot of times people get sick to the stomach. Uh, they get upset. Um, they do all kinds of crazy things that they don't want to do, all because they claim somebody else is making them do it. But here's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. No one is making you do anything. So if you're not happy with the way a certain situation is going, don't blame it on the person, okay? You're not here to control them. They're not here to control you. But a tip for you. If you try to control them and you try to monopolize things, they're going to become even more fearful and resentful of you. So how do you handle somebody that is just so... Uh, let's say uh, a ball of worms, a big ball of fire. How do you handle that person in a proper way? Well, uh, it's not easy. You got to be diplomatic, number one. And if they are not responding to you, um, you know, we've even had people sometimes uh, in our uh, live chats that unfortunately are difficult, right? But we always try to be professional and proper. But if they do something, let's say, that goes against our policies, then we politely let them know that this is something we don't tolerate. And if you continue with this, that we're going to put you in a timeout. If it happens again, we're going to permanently block you. Now, you might say that's harsh. It's not. You see, you as a person have a right to set the standard for which you or your organization is going to operate under. And if you're saying, well, John, I can't do that. Well, why can't you? Well, nobody will like me. So administrators are not here to build friends, okay? But even if you are having a friend and you're having an issue with them, is that person really your friend if they're trying to challenge you all the time? So you got this person, they're just challenging you at every single moment. What do you do? You know, um, what I always recommend doing is not to talk with them in front of other people. You could say, hey, Jim, hey, Mike, hey, Bob, uh, can I talk to you for a second? Maybe they're outing you in a certain way or they're making you look bad, but you want to just take them off stage for a moment. And what I mean by taking off stage, it's a way of taking them out of the public eye for a moment. Say, hey, Jim, can we go just, can we just come off stage a moment or can we just talk about something privately for a moment? Yeah, sure. And say, look, um, I know that you put a lot of effort and you put a lot of work into this. And it is not my intention to steal even one ounce of your thunder. And I do want to work with you on this. It seems though, as we're talking, that you're starting to, you know, throw me under the bus. And you're giving yourself a lot of credit, which is wonderful. But taking me down with you is not really something that I'm going to play along with. And we're here to help each other, right? So I just want to ask you right now, can we go back up there and literally work together where we can try to be mutually supportive of each other? If we can't, I get it. I get it. And, and you may not be at the level that can handle that. Or maybe at that point in your life where you want to respect me. I'm not here to try to make you respect me. I'm just asking because that's what I want. I can't make you do it. And if you don't do it, again, I can't make you. 
But what I will do is I will stop working with you. And then they're going to change. But let's say you get back on stage again and, you know, you're going well for a while. But all of a sudden, after a couple hours, they throw a jab in there. Like, you know, John, yeah, well, he really doesn't do anything. And I'm the one that really runs everything. And uh, you could come back and say, um, well, you know, those are perceptions, right? Um, there's a lot that I do, as many of you know here, to make this organization so great. Uh, but to be honest with you, um, I'm not here for me. I'm here for all of you. And then maybe they'll come back and say, well, that's right, because I'm the one that handles it. And you know what, Jim, since you handle it, um, I'm going to let you handle the rest of this entire meeting. All right. I wish you guys the best. Take care. And when you do that, two things are going to be happen like, oh, what did I just do? I put my foot in my mouth. And other people in the organization are going to be like, what are you doing? Well, no, no, he, he's, he's got this. He doesn't need me. And when they see that you pull away from it and that you're not looking to be on stage, it's going to give a level of respect. You see, a lot of times these egotistical people become the way they are for two reasons. One, they're afraid that you're going to steal their thunder. So if you let them have all the thunder they want, and now they have to do all these things and they really can't do them without you, that's going to make them look bad. Now, you tried to work with them, but they didn't want to work with you. They kept playing these games. And I've had these types of people before on, on my shows uh, that have been in a chat. My moderators have said to them, look, you know, we don't tolerate this. Um, I understand you're having this situation. We just don't handle this. This is not the type of language we support. Your comments will not be published. And we're going to put you in a timeout. And we're going to block you. You see, I think the reason, and you probably remember this from school, these class clowns, the reason why a class clown acts up is because they want attention. They want attention. So you know the best thing you can do to a class clown? You know what that is? Ignore him or her. I had a, a friend of mine in class, and he was this class clown. And uh, in the beginning, you know, we thought it was funny. But after a while, it started getting away because then the teachers weren't able to teach us because it kept cutting into this reprimand time. And um, the teachers kept always wanting to make an example of him. And um, I went up to one of the teachers one time and I said, you know, I said, I don't know what you do, but I have an idea. I know it's not going to send the message that you want, but let's try ignoring him or her. Let's try ignoring this person. And they said, John, do you think it'll really work? I said, I don't know. I said, we've tried everything else. We keep losing 15 minutes of class every single day because he needs to be the class clown. And we are not able to cover our entire chapter or the lesson. Person says to me, you know, you're right. So next time the person was in class and they're acting up, we actually ignored them. We ignored them. Uh, another teacher uh, didn't want to handle the ignoring. So you know what they did? They told the person to get up and to go outside. 
out, not outside, like by the window so we could go to watch them, literally to go outside to another classroom or to send them to the principal's office. But the ignorance thing I feel is better than anything because see what ignorance does is it doesn't get them attention. Probably saying, John, why would you want to ignore somebody? All right. Pictures for a moment. You're a class clown. All right. You're getting everybody's attention. People are laughing at you. You're having so much fun and you're just having a blast, right? If you were the class clown, all right, just think about this for a moment. And suddenly your jokes weren't funny anymore. People weren't enjoying what you were doing. Maybe for a few days and people ignored you. What would happen? I'll tell you what happened. The class clown would be tired and they wouldn't want to do this anymore. And they'd be tired of doing it and they'd stop. Not because you said to stop, but because you stopped being an enabler. You see, one of the big reasons why difficult people become more difficult is the other party becomes very frustrated with what's going on. And I know some people sometimes even watching these casts, when they hear me say that, the people that come on and literally drop off immediately are the people that are probably doing this in their life. And when they hear that, they want to shut this out because they're living that kind of a life. When you ignore somebody, okay, you're able to get them to see that they're not very funny or that they're not really important. And when that happens, they're going to just go away. But what do you do when the person that you're trying to put in a timeout or that you're trying to ignore is someone you can't ignore? What do you do? Well, you try to ignore them as much as you can. And then what you suddenly do is you try that. But then if it doesn't work, maybe you move the class somewhere else and you tell him to stay there. And then we say, where are you going? Oh, we're going to learn. And maybe when you finish being a clown, you can join us someday. Because you see, the clown is not going to have any fun being by himself. He has no one to antagonize, no one to try to make laugh. All right. He has nothing. And so by doing this, that clown loses their luster. And all the people that thought the clown was cute or thought the clown was funny, when they start realizing that they're failing their subject and it's because of the class clown, I can tell you these people are going to be very angry in that class. And so now... That's when you can't ignore it. But how do you handle ignoring something versus when you need to be proactive? Okay, so ignoring is the first step, and usually that helps with a lot of people. But if you've ignored the person for several classes and you're not seeing any bit of uh, change, then you got to be proactive. Proactive might be, like I said, moving the class. Proactive 
might be um, putting them in a timeout, sending them somewhere, sending them to the principal's office. But the reason why most people, adults today too, have issues with difficult people is because they both have these strong egos and no one is willing to budge. No one is willing to compromise. Everyone wants to be right. No one wants to be wrong. Hmm. If everyone wants to be right all the time, okay? What does it feel like if I said for a moment you're wrong? What if I said to you, acknowledge that you may not be right and move on with it? I think you could do it. But you see, a lot of people are programmed that they have to be right 24-7. Everyone's not right 24-7. And so dealing with difficult people is not that hard when you start to learn how to diffuse them. Now, I don't mean manipulating them. I don't mean controlling them. I mean not exacerbating them, not adding more wood to their fire. When you do this in an appropriate manner that does not irritate, aggravate, or annoy, they're going to... Stop having a sail with wind in it. And they're not going to be able to sail their boat. They're not going to be able to get wind in their sails. Because people that are difficult, and I've had this happen before, and then I've come along and I've talked to them. Well, how did you talk to that person? Simple. I just listened to what they had to say. And they might start and say something like, hey, you know, I know I'm really a difficult person. No, I don't think you're difficult at all. I I think you just want to share what's on your mind. And you see, when you can start to do that with somebody, when you would say, oh, you're really difficult, you're tough, you're a pain to deal with. Now they're going to be like having to prove that to you. Yes, I'm difficult. Yes, I'm here. And yes, I'm going to attack you with everything you said. They have to, their subconscious has to prove them right because you've already said that they're that kind of a person. When you come to them and say, uh, you know, I just want to talk to you about this. Well, you know, I'm really a difficult person. I, I, you probably, I probably think I'm really a difficult person. I don't think you're a difficult person at all. Um, I don't think you're any different than anyone else. I think you just have a mind and you want to share what's on it. And then they may come back and say, you know what? Exactly, you're right. I feel like no one ever listens to me. And the reason that sometimes I get difficult is because people don't ever give me a chance. That's not being difficult. I mean, you want what's fair. I would want people to listen to me too. Yeah, and I don't mean to get angry. I don't mean to get upset. I don't mean to yell. But it just happens. So how do you handle that? Very simple. You say to the person, look, um, I know you're a little upset right now, okay? And I don't know all the reasons. I can guess from what I'm seeing here why you're upset. Can we start from the very beginning 
and just kind of understand what the problem is. Could we do that? And it'll be okay if I take notes. So every day I kind of have a pattern, right? The pattern is that you have to become genuinely interested in the other person, not to try to manipulate them or control them, but you have to become genuinely interested in the other person so you can befriend them. You see, when you do something from the heart, from the core, people will know. You'll know the truth. So if you got a difficult person, again, we still have a few more days on difficult people. We actually have uh, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on this because this is a serious thing that I know affects a lot of people. Um, I know some people that have dealt with other difficult people and they've given up their careers. Uh, they've give up awards all because they just can't get along with somebody. And, you know, maybe not everyone's going to get along with everybody. Hi, Jean, Jean Paul. It is great, great, great to see you. Thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. It's great to see you here. So I, I appreciate the, the chime. And yes, so I think a lot of people, they want to be right. and. They want to have this ego come across. So if we can just forget about the ego and we realize that we're never trying to control somebody, we're just trying to hear what's on their mind. What's their challenge? And don't label people because if you label people like, oh, yeah, you're the problem person. or Oh, you're the real pain in the neck person or, or you're the difficult person. Now you're going to aggravate them because you're reinforcing what they thought they were. And now you're proving it back to them. And now I've got to, they got to serve that dish of ice cream back to you. But when it gets to a point that it becomes more than a friendly dispute, okay? then something needs to be done about it. That means that it gets physical. That means that it gets into cursing and words, uh, slinging and mud slinging back and forth. When it gets into people talking about others behind their back. And so these are all tactics that difficult people are portrayed to use because they don't want anyone to get a leg up on them. And really, you're not trying to get a leg up on them. You're just trying to work with them. If you're at the office and you can't work with somebody, you can't get this project across, or you can't get the budget approved. And people are like, oh, John, there's no way you're going to get that budget approved. Well, why not? Oh, Fred, he's just terrible. I mean, he's just, we've been with him for 17 years and he's just horrible. Oh, well, why is that? He, he's just an idiot. So the first thing I would probably do is, um, uh, well, was Fred coming to the next meeting? Yeah, I just wish he wasn't coming. I reach out to Fred and say, hey, Fred, uh, I'm John. Um, I'm new on the finance board. And I was just wondering if I could run a couple ideas by you. And he might get very defensive and say, hey, uh, yeah, you could talk to me, John, but I'm not changing my mind. Yeah, that, that's fine. I just want to share some ideas that I had. If that'd be okay with you, that's fine. Um, can we, you know, 
have lunch tomorrow uh, in in the corporate cafeteria and just maybe just hash some things out over lunch? Yeah, fine. So now he's under the impression that I'm going to be there trying to control him or manipulate him when I'm not. All I'm going to do is say, hey, Fred, um, I'm looking at the budget numbers. I don't have anywhere near the experience that you do. I've only been doing finance for five years. I know you've been doing it for 17. So you know a lot more than I do, and I probably can learn a lot from you on the board. I want to share with you the reason why I believe the budget for, um, let's say we're, 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 um, let's say we're um, a company in marketing, why we need to double our marketing budget. Uh, John, I'm not interested in doing it. I, I know you're going to say no to it. Okay, I, I know. But if you would just hear me out for just one minute, okay, I'd be so grateful. I realize your decision may still be no, but I just want to share why I think it's important. So um, you're an expert in finances, okay? I'm an expert in sales. Um, I have probably a lot of experience in sales, but nowhere near the experience you have in finances. And I've been looking at our company's bottom line, and I'm noticing that we're starting to not get the attraction we need for clients. I've looked at some of the other client companies and what they're doing, and they're increasing their budget um, by 25%. And they're starting to grow not only their business and their bottom line, but they're starting to get compound effects. If we could double the expenditure that we put out, I feel the reason why we're not being successful right now is we're just dumping it, but we're not really allocating it into different buckets. We're like throwing everything in one area. Like everything we're doing right now is all being done on internet marketing or it's all being done in print. Let's face it. People right now, the different generations, they're not all reading things. They're going online. They're doing social media. Thus, I know that if we could try this out for, let's say, 90 days. So if our budget, let's just say, was $1,000 a month, hypothetically, and we're spending $12,000 a year, okay? I would ask to get it doubled. But what I would ask if I could get three months to prove to you that this is a smart thing. And thus, what I'd really be asking for is just $3,000 extra or $1,000 extra per month for three months. At the end of those three months, I will come back. I'll show you charts. I'll show you graphs. And I'll be able to prove to you that this worked. If it didn't work, we at least research something that we know doesn't work. But a lot of other companies have done this. I'll come back and say something like, John, as much as I would like to do that, I just don't have it in my budget. I get it. I understand it's not in your budget, okay? Um, I'm even willing to take a cut out of another budget. What do you mean? Well, what's one of the biggest budgets that we have right now? I'd probably say it's travel. Okay. How about if I was willing to cut my travel budget down for these first, these next three months by $3,000 to be able to 
be a wash for the money. So it's not like you're giving me any more money. Uh-huh. And then what happens after three months? Well, after three months, if I show you that it works, then I would hope that you would allow us to continue the $1,000 extra every month for the end of the year. Um, again, no impact to my, uh, to, my, um, to my travel budget. And also, um, if I'm able to show you that this worked in the three months, it would also give me the $3,000 back to my travel budget. Uh-huh. So it's really not going to put you in a bad position with uh, the VP of finance because you're not giving me any more money. You're just taking it from another area. And then if I am not able to do what I said, I lost $3,000 out of my travel budget for the year. Mm -hmm. So we might ponder that a little bit. And uh, have you mentioned, I said, no, I haven't mentioned to anybody. I wanted to just have this personal conversation with you um, because I'm new to the board and I wanted to have a chance to talk with you. Uh-huh. And um, have you talked to the board about me? I talked to the board and to be honest, they didn't even want me to talk to you. That's not important because I don't believe anything that they say about you. I wanted to try to start with a clean slate, just you and I. Okay. And he might come back and say, hey, John, you know, the reason why I didn't approve the budget in the first place is that we've wasted so much money and I haven't been able to show any growth. And they just keep asking for money in all these different areas and we never can prove it out. I know. So now you're about to say, say so Fred, um, what other questions do you have for me about how this potential would work uh, for taking the 3000 out of my travel budget for the next three months or a thousand over the next three months in a, in wash for 3000 to be spent additional um, to the additional one, 3000 we have. So we'd actually be spending uh, $6,000 for the quarter. I don't really have any questions. So my next question to you is, um, when can we get started? Well, um, if you'd be willing to sign some paperwork based on what you've asked me to do and these things, I'd be happy to approve the money starting to come out this month. Sounds fine. And then he might come back and say, hey, you know, John, um, you know, I really do want to do the right thing. I know you do. And I'm really looking forward to showing you, but also doing the best that we can for the company. And I really believe that we can get the rest of the finance board on with us once they see. I think we just need to... Give them reasons when we don't approve something. We have to give them valid reasons. And if they have a reason to ask for it, we need to listen to that. We don't have to agree with it. How's that sound? Sounds fantastic. Well, you know, Fred, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know I'm a nobody here. I'm new. And uh, you're the expert in this industry. John, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. It's great talk with you. And... I look forward to many years uh, on the finance board with you and 
helping us uh, grow the company and, uh, and uh, improve our bottom line. So now what you did is you built an ally. Many times the allies don't get built because they're afraid of losing face. They're afraid of what's going to happen. They're afraid of how their peers are going to view them. This is what they're afraid of. They're afraid that you're going to exploit them. And I think one of the most important things is when you have somebody who's difficult, take them offline. Don't try to nail them at the finance board and say, well, you know, Fred, uh, you never you never approve anything. And uh, I don't know how we can ever do anything. That's a, that's a mudsling attack. And what's Fred supposed to do? Although he doesn't want to retaliate against you, it's kind of like if somebody throws um, a baseball at you, right? Or a soccer ball at you. You're going to throw them back. Or a snowball, right? You're going to throw them back. It's an instinct. It's part of our ticker activating system, right? Our RAS. So we've got lots more we're going to be covering in um, how to handle difficult people. But realize... Difficult people are not difficult because they want to be difficult. They're difficult because of a situation or current condition. We're going to talk more about this uh, in other uh, episodes because we have a few more left this week on how to deal with difficult people. If you got value out of tonight's uh, broadcast, go ahead and go over. First, tag all your friends, colleagues, and associates. Go to YouTube.com. Type in my name. John space C space M O R L E Y space serial entrepreneur and look for the key phrase, help keep our content free. And below that, look for the link and make the choice to click on that PayPal link and buy my team a cup of coffee or a glass of water. We'll be so grateful with those pennies, those dollars that we receive from you that we'll put them into new hardware, new technology, equipment, staff, even new facilities. So we can continue to give you the most jaw-dropping motivational content. I am John Seymour, a serial entrepreneur. And I have to tell you, it has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to be with you tonight as well as every other time I'm with you. I look forward to being with you again tomorrow, January 4th. And we'll dig a little bit deeper into another type of situation where somebody sometimes gets to be the bad guy. But really, they're not when we understand that the reason they're being a certain way is because of a situation. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow evening. Have yourself a wonderful night. And remember, if you're dealing with a difficult person, step back. If you are the difficult person, allow people. It is my pleasure, absolutely my pleasure, um, Jean Paul. Uh, I am very uh, passionate about this. If you got, if you are the difficult person, realize what it would be like if you were dealing with them, and you wouldn't want to go through this. You want to be treated with respect, and that's how they want to be treated. My new book is coming out in a few months. Twenty-five gifts of inspiration to change your life and everyone else in it. I'm so passionate about how 2022 has the ability to literally propel us forward. But we as human beings have to make the decision in our mind to be committed to be the person that we want to be. 
Have yourself an amazing evening, and I will see you tomorrow, everyone. Take care.